Philippians chapter 5, just one verse. Ephesians 5.20. Let me read the context uh, back up to verse 15. Go through 21. Look carefully, then, how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time, because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit, addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart, giving thanks always and for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. Thus ends the reading of God's holy word. Let's ask him to bless it to us. Oh Lord God, thank you for your word. We, we pray that you would open our hearts to receive it. Give us ears to hear. Give us, uh, give us hearts to trust and respond with new obedience. We pray this in our Savior's name. Amen. What is your sense of being a Christian? What is, what is your sense of, 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 of what it is to belong to God and to be, to be part, part of his covenant family and part of a church? Do you, do you ever feel, I don't know, like you regret it a little bit, maybe, from time to time? Uh, like, well, it's the right thing to do, but, um, but it's not the exciting thing to do. Uh, it, it's, the, it's, the, it's, it's the chore that has to be done. It's the, it's the insurance that has to be paid for. But, but um, sometimes perhaps you resent it or regret it or uh, chafe under it, uh, feel, feel the burden of, of the duty and the sacrifice and those sorts of things. Or, or maybe it's just sometimes you just feel bored with it. Um, perhaps you feel some of these things. Uh, different times in your, in your Christian life. Feelings like that reveal to us, brothers and sisters, that our hearts are not always all that impressed with the grace of God. We, we can think that God has been uh, uh, miserly towards us, that he hasn't been generous with us, and, and that we, uh, we deserve more than we have received from him, and that being part of his church is more of a duty than a delight. But the truth of the gospel is... That we deserve hell, but we've received heaven. Right? Isn't that the gospel? That, that what we deserve is the worst that God has to give. But what we receive is the best that God has to give. Um, the gospel tells us that God has lavished His grace on us. That He has, he has been super abundant in His goodness to us in Christ. And that to be a Christian is, 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 the, is the best thing in the world. That there's no better life, there's no better privilege in this world than to belong to God and to belong to His church, to be in Christ. And none of it we deserved. All, all by His 
grace. Paul, in, in, in the letter to the Ephesians, has been unpacking the Gospel. He's been, he's been going on and on about the grace of God, the riches of the grace of God. And then he, he comes to the application section of the letter. And he's working through various things. And, and one, of, one, of the th- one of the questions, basically, is what should knowing the Gospel do to you? Um, knowing this lavish grace of God, the abundant grace of God, what should it, what should it do to you? And among other things, as we see in the text tonight, it should do this. It should make you thankful. Not just mildly thankful, but profoundly thankful. Deeply, deeply thankful. You should, you should have a, brothers and sisters, you should have a, a deep and profound sense of gratefulness to God. And, and, and this, a tremendous sense of, of, being, of being so undeserving and yet so blessed by God that He has given you the most precious thing He can give you, which is, which is Himself. This is what Paul is exhorting the Ephesian church here. He's, he's, at, he's calling them uh, to, to joyful gratitude as a church that, that, that they are to put off sinful lifestyles he calls them to, to, to not live like the world lives. Don't get drunk with wine. Live, in, live under the gospel. Live by the gospel together. Verse 19, he tells them to be singing praise to God together. Um, and then in verse 20, he says, and be thankful. All, all of your life as a church, as Christians, flowing out of this, this deep, deep, deep gratitude to God. This is the Christian life, a life of gratitude. Uh, the Heidelberg Catechism puts it so helpfully. It has three sections. The first section, guilt. The second section, grace. The third section, gratitude. That's the summary of our response to the gospel. It's it's gratitude. I want to think about gratitude tonight. Unpacking Ephesians 5.20 together. It says this. Let me read the text again. Giving thanks always and for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. We're going to start with the second half of the verse, and then we'll go to the first half. Uh, So our first point is this. Give thanks to the Father. Give thanks to the Father. We owe our gratitude to God the Father. It might seem like an obvious point. Um, but it's something that's easy for us to, to forget, isn't it? We, we like to take credit. Uh, we are hardwired to take the credit to ourselves. Uh, we, we, we think we're deserving of thanks. We think that we are deserving of, of praise. Um, you might have heard or seen uh, the, a viral uh, a speech at an awards ceremony that one celebrity gave where he said, I want to thank me for believing in me. I want to thank me for doing all this hard work. I want to thank me for having no days off. On and on he went. Right? Uh, we chuckle, uh, but uh, uh, we don't dare say it, but don't we often think it? Um, God helps those who help themselves, right? Um, but, but no, that's not, that's not the case at all. God is the one who has given us every good and perfect gift. This is true of him as our creator, of course, isn't it? That by his almighty power, he made all that there is. And He sustains all of it. And and all that we enjoy in His creation comes from Him. We did not provide anything for ourselves this year. It all came from His hand. But that's not really Paul's point here. It's included, I think, in, in what he's saying. But he very specifically says, give thanks to God the Father. 
the Father. What does that what does that bring into view? Using that name for God, the Father. It didn't say God the Creator. God, God, God the Father um, reminds us of how He started this letter to the Ephesians, doesn't it? Grace to you and peace from God the Father. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who's blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. That's how he starts this letter, Ephesians 1, 1, and, uh, 1 through 3 there uh, is where that's from. Uh, and, then, and then as Paul begins the letter that way, praising God and thanking God the Father for all his goodness, then he launches into the rest of Ephesians 1, this, this, uh, the, the, this description of how God, out of his profound love for us, planned our salvation, planned our redemption from, 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 from eternity past. And we know that God is triune, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And that all three persons of the Godhead are involved with, with, with all aspects of our salvation. But, but the Bible does tell us that there are particular aspects of our salvation where, where the work of one of the persons of the Trinity is emphasized. And when it comes to the planning of our salvation, that is so much emphasis on, on, on being the work of, of, the, of God the Father. Um, the Bible's emphasis is that the Father loved you and the Father planned your salvation and the Father uh, uh, made that eternal decree and, and, and out of that decree, has, by His providence, has, has saved you and, and drawn you to Himself. Um, and, and so as, as Paul uses this word here, this name for God, Father, giving thanks to the Father, he's bringing all this into view for us to remind us of, of the Father's lavish love on us and to remind us that we're His children now, that we belong to Him. Every facet of your salvation is a personal gift from your Heavenly Father. So say thank you to Him. That's the first thing. Give thanks to the Father. The second thing, we read the text. It says, giving thanks always and for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. What does it mean to give thanks in Jesus' name? Um, it means to acknowledge that everything you have comes from the Father because of Christ and in Christ. That, that everything that God the Father planned uh, to, to, to do for your salvation, the Son accomplished for you. Uh, the Father planned it. He sent the Son. The Son came. The Son saves us. That's, 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 uh, that's the teaching of, of, of the Word of God. So it's because of Christ and only because of Christ that we receive good gifts from the Father. It's only because of Christ that we have this relationship with God as our Father. Every gift to us from the Father, as it were, comes with Jesus' name on it. This is for you, from the Father, in the Son. Our salvation is, is because of Christ. Because of His sacrifice, because of His righteousness, because of His life for ours. It's, it's because of Him. It's also in Him, isn't it? Um, again, the whole book of Ephesians is, is in the background of this text as, as Paul tells us to give thanks in the name of Jesus Christ. He, is, he has spent so much time, especially in that first chapter, uh, talking about what it means to be in Christ. 
in, in Him. That's the, that's the chorus that gets played again and again through Ephesians chapter 1. You're in Christ. Here's what we have, here's what we have in, in the Lord Jesus. Everything comes to us. All our salvation comes to us in Christ. John Calvin, in his Institutes, has this wonderful passage where he elaborates on uh, what it is that we receive in Christ. Uh, Let me read his words here. He says, Our whole salvation and all its parts are comprehended in Christ. If we seek salvation, we are taught by the very name of Jesus that it is of Him. If we seek any other gifts of the Spirit, they will be found in His anointing. If we seek strength, it lies in His dominion. If purity, in His conception. If gentleness, it appears in His birth. If we seek redemption, it lies in His passion. If acquittal, in His condemnation. If remission of the curse, in His cross. If satisfaction, in His sacrifice. If purification, in His blood. If reconciliation, in His descent into hell. If mortification of the flesh, in His tomb. If newness of life, in His resurrection. If immortality, in the same. If inheritance of all blessings, in His kingdom. If untroubled expectation of judgment and the power given to Him to judge. In short, since rich store of every kind of good abounds in Him, let us drink our fill from this fountain. That's why we thank God the Father in the name of Jesus Christ, because all the gifts that come to us come to us in Christ. And they come to us because of Christ. So give thanks to God the Father in the name of Christ. Third, give thanks always. This is where it starts to get difficult, isn't it? If Paul were giving a Sunday school class, this is where the hands go up. What do you mean by always, Paul? Can you clarify what you mean by by always? What does he mean? Does he mean that we uh, should feel elated all the time? Kind of chipper all the time. Is that that what he means? Um, No. Elsewhere, Paul tells us that he is sorrowful, but always rejoicing. Uh, We see... We see periods of mourning and lament in the Scriptures, and those are things that we should experience as Christians as well. Yet, he does mean thankfulness should be the pulse of the Christian life. It should be what runs through the Christian life. It should be the, 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 the dominant attitude of our hearts, the, the, the dominant disposition, our, our, our habitual sense before God. One of, one, of, one of gratitude and, and, and thankfulness to him for what he's, what he's done. Paul here is telling us to give thanks always. To always, in every circumstance, uh, no, no, whatever season of life we are in, always to say thank you to the Lord and to be rejoicing in God and, and giving thanks to God in it. There are, there are times of, of our lives where that thanksgiving will be mixed with many petitions and many tears. But the thanksgiving still needs to be there to him. Elsewhere, Paul writes, rejoice always. Again, I will say, rejoice. So it, there are no exceptions here to, to, the, uh, to, 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 to when we are to be giving thanks to God. It's every day of the week. 
It's every day of the year. Giving thanks in the hard days. Giving thanks also in the good days when it's easy to forget to. Giving thanks always in all things to God for all that He's done for us in the Gospel. So give thanks. Give thanks to God the Father. Give thanks in the name of Christ. Give thanks always. And then finally, give thanks for everything. Or give thanks for everyone. The Greek is ambiguous in this part of the verse. The word that's translated as, as everything could also be translated as everyone. Um, it's, it's the exact same word, and you have to just judge by the context. Um, so w- w- what is Paul saying? Is he saying we should give thanks for everything? Or is he saying we should give thanks for everyone? Um, well, there are times in the Scripture where we are called to give thanks in all circumstances. And to give thanks for, for all things that God has given to us. Uh, and Ephesians, we have seen that Paul has been describing what God has given to us and unfolding for us the riches of the grace of the gospel. Um, but I, I, think, I think the context here particularly favors the idea that he's saying we should give thanks for everyone. Uh, here's why. Um, so in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 16 towards the beginning of the letter, Paul says, I do not cease to give thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. So at the beginning of this letter, I don't cease. I always give thanks for you. That's what he says to the church. He says that in this letter. He says it in almost all his letters. Romans chapter 1, verse 8. First, first, I thank God through Jesus Christ for you. For all of you. Church he's never been to. I thank God in Christ for you. Do you see the similarity there? Another one, 1 Corinthians 1.4. I give thanks to my God always for you because of the grace of God that was given you in Christ Jesus. Philippians 1.3, he writes, I thank my God in all my remembrance of you. Colossians 1.3, we always, there it is again, always thank God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, when we pray for you, since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus. 1 Thessalonians 1.2, we, we give thanks to God always for all of you, constantly mentioning you in our prayers. 2 Thessalonians, he writes another letter to the same church and he thanks God for them again. 2 Thessalonians 1.3 We ought always to give thanks to God for you, brothers, as is right, because your faith is growing abundantly and for the love of every one of you for one another is increasing. Now, as we, as we looked at Ephesians chapter 5, verse 20, we worked through, right, uh, Paul is calling us to give thanks to God the Father. That brings into view the whole uh, panorama of the gospel. He says to give thanks in Jesus Christ, in the name of Christ. And again, that brings into view all the riches of the gospel that are ours in Christ. And all our thanksgiving is to God for what He's done. But now Paul is also including here that, that the central command that he's calling us to give thanks for is for each other. And that makes perfect sense, doesn't it? Because, because God in His plan 
and Christ in accomplishing His plan was not to save us as isolated individuals, but to draw us together, to give us fellowship with Him and fellowship with each other. And this is what the Gospel drives Paul, propels Paul forward to thankfulness, not just for God and the Gospel, but for God and the Gospel and all those that God has brought together in the Gospel. We can sometimes get um, self-centered, self-focused in our religion. It's just me and, 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 and God. Or, or even in our thanksgiving, can't we? I'm, 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 thankful. I'm thankful for what God has done for me in, in, in my life. That's a wonderful thing to do. But, but Paul is saying, look broader, look wider, um, look, look around you. Give thanks for God's grace to everyone. He's telling this church, right, and this command to them just comes on the heels of his command to them to uh, sing hymns and psalms to God and each other. And now he says, give, give thanks always for everyone. Give, give thanks for those in your church. Give thanks for those in, in, the, in the pew beside you. Give thanks for those uh, uh, that, that you know and love in, in, your, in your local body of believers. Get the church directory and take it home. And, and work through it in your prayer and, and thank God for that one and that one and that one and, 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 and His work in, in that person's life and that person's life. And do it for the wider church, too. You see, Paul, all these letters, right, he's not just thankful for one local church, but for, for all these churches, even churches that he's never been to. Um, so we should, we should be thankful not only for God's work in us, and, and, and each other, but also wider, the wider church. Those people, many of whom we have never met and will never meet, and yet we will spend eternity together praising God and rejoicing in His grace together. God has saved us for Himself, and He's brought us together that we might rejoice in His goodness and His grace to us as His own people. So, brothers and sisters, receive this exhortation from, from God's Word. Give thanks to God the Father for all He's done in the Gospel for you. Give thanks in the name of Jesus Christ, knowing that all His blessings are because of Christ and, and in Christ. Give thanks always in all circumstances and give thanks for everyone. Everyone that is Christ's. Let's pray. Lord, we thank You. We thank You for the Gospel. That has, that has reconciled us with God and reconciled us with one another. And we pray that you would fill our hearts to overflowing with gratitude for your grace to us and your grace to all those who are yours. We pray this in Christ's name. Amen.